Welcome to another week of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I bet you are all filled up and tired and hungover after the past couple of days. Christmas on Saturday. I hope if you uh, celebrate Christmas that you had a good one. Or whatever you may have done, you had a good one. But there is one thing that brings us all together, and that's for next day with the Boxing Day sales. I sure hope getting drunk to celebrate those great deals and that everything must go, uh, prices, really just made you feel good, brought you together, and really just helped you blow off some steam on what's been a quite erratic year. Quite an erratic year for this podcast in particular as well. We're off the air for a couple of uh, months due to the pandemic, lockdown. We're all, we're on Zoom, we're off Zoom, we're in the studio. We don't have a studio. It's all over the place. But it was all worth it to bring you, the listeners, quality comedy each and every week. I am your host, Ross Purdy, and for this very final episode of 2021, we're just going to sit back and go through the top four episodes of 2021. Now, this is kind of, this is an alternative comedy podcast, so last time when we said we were going to do a top four episode, Pretty much none of it were actual clips, except bar one. None of it were actual clips from episodes. Most were just audio that I had lying around that I spliced in and and said as a, a hilarious joke that these were from... These were from... Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, That's a Boxing Day burp right there. A hilarious joke that we said, oh, these were from the podcast, but they weren't from the podcast. And you can go back to that. That was from the middle of last year. Ross Purdy destroys the top four best moments of the podcast. Also, I believe. But this this time, it's going to be different. This is a genuine celebration of the show. No fighting ha-has. Sometimes the show can be maybe a bit hard to reach for audiences because it's it can get quite insular and, and niche and 
and not particularly like particularly holding its cards close to its chest on whether or not something is a joke or not. Like, am I doing a character? Am I out of character? How into the other guests? Those uh, crazy episodes where the format changes. That's just the pitfalls of alternative comedy. It's just alternative. And it's crazy and it's out there. But no, this is this podcast, it truly is, this particular episode, it truly is going to be a celebration of the show. 87 episodes we've been doing this, and they, they said we shouldn't even been doing the one. I don't know who said that exactly, but I'm sure someone out there saw that this show was coming out and said to themselves, well, they shouldn't even be doing, they shouldn't even be doing the one. So, starting the countdown... Number four, a top four episode that we're going to hear this clip from is Ross Purdy complains about a new episode of The Simpsons. Now, this was back in May, where during the whole month of May, I was trialing out sort of different formats you can expect on uh, Patreon, uh, which is this podcast now does have a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. If you so wish, for just as little as a dollar a month. And that's not... That's a quarter of a cup of coffee. That's one-fourth of a small cup of coffee. That's a... One dollar, that's the cheapest, seven, smallest 7-Eleven coffee you can have. And those are cheap coffees. You can go on Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy Patreon now and subscribe... Where there are bonus podcasts, the Ross, which we call the Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy After Show, which are exclusive. Uh, some of it are those sort of different formats. Some are just me doing a little audio diary, uh, and some are just continuations of of our episodes of the main show. Just recently, we had a continuation of the Donda Listening Party. That I did with David Chow. And a, uh, an episode of Scarface on repeat. With uh, James. Who was on the main show to talk about some movies. In the hilarious way that we did. And so one of those formats is that occasionally I might do. On Patreon. I might do. A sort of commentary. On something I don't much care for. And in this case, as a preview of that, I did a preview, I did a commentary on uh, an episode of The Simpsons called The Scorpion's Tale from season 22. And the title of the episode is Complaints About a New Episode. Uh, this is how far, this is how far gone The Simpsons has gone. This sort of counts as a modern episode, but in no way... Is it a new episode? It is about 11 years old. And that's really not new anymore. So in a way, false advertising on my part. But for most people, it would have been new to them. Who rightfully so dropped off a couple of decades ago. Which is insane how long this show's been run- that show's been running for. So this is me just... Doing commentary 
on uh, season 22 episode of The Simpsons, The Scorpion's Tale. This is your number four. Hey everyone, this is a new podcast. I'm James. I'm Russ. I'm David. So each week we are going to look up a celebrity or actor and just detail their just whole life story. Just like look him up, just look up his interesting celebrities and actors and all that stuff and just really get into the, the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. All, gonna, all factually We're going to chart their entire life. Like a bio, like an audio biography. Audio bio. Yeah. Yeah. For your ears. Oral. Not oral, oral. For your oral pleasure. That's right. Ooh. <clears throat> so, uh, first episode, we're going to do John Ham. John Ham. Yep. The ham, the ham man. Ham man, ham boy. The ham boy himself. Ham boy, ha- he's a handsome boy. Yeah, yeah he's ha- handsome. You know <laughs> him as a, boy. everyone knows him as like handsome boy number one in the show Admin. <laughs> Admin, that's, yeah, he, that was a really good show. Yeah, yeah. He was also um, pretty, pretty man, pretty man ham. <laughs> <laughs> in in, uh, in uh, Tina Fey's 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. Man won, Pretty Man won. That won him the Oscar. That's the interesting yeah. part about that role. And the Tony. Tony's. Tony's mm. too. Not not Tony the Award. Like, he got, a, he got a servant named Tony after that. Like, Tina Fey gave him a gift of a small man named Tony who helps him out, like a valet. Yeah. And, t- and Tony Tony does this uh, out of his own volition. He he generally likes helping out people. Yeah, he's like Alfred. Like, he, he, couldn't, he can leave at any time. He's, yeah. not, he's not there. Yeah. He's not there under duress he could leave any time but he doesn't know that he's a deaf mute <laughs> Tony the deaf mute <laughs> doesn't even know his name's Tony so, so anyway Ross get us started where was John Hamm born so John Hamm was born in a, a little cabin in Switzerland in 1971 mm. so I, I that would make him 3700 years old yeah I reckon yeah Reckon, 19- he's, a, he's a Highlander. He, he, if you cut up his head, he'll die. But other than that, he lives forever. Yeah, that's actually what the movie is based off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based off John Ham and his life story. So anyway, what happened when little Ham was a baby? Baby Ham. Well, when little, little John Ham was little Ham baby, um, he was <laughs> you know like I said, born in a cabin because his family were like feral mountain people. Feral okay. Swiss mountain people. They were like Grizzly Adams types. Yeah, Grizzly Adams types. Um, they had twelve children. That's a. That's where where a was lot John? Where there. was John on the scale of children? Ah, uh, tenth. He was the tenth. the tenth. He was one of the youngest. So, like Malcolm in the middle. Yes. He was a miracle, as as they would say. Well, Malcolm, Malcolm in the the later half. Yeah, Malcolm in the tenth. Yeah. Uh, and his uh, Grizzly Adams style parents were. They didn't have any sexual education when they were younger. They lived in the cabin their whole lives with our families who live in other cabins. So, and they've had sex 12 times. So each time they've produced a child, no condom, they don't know what that is. Uh, uh, little John Ham's father put on a little uh, leaf on his dick one time to see if that would work, do anything. It just gave him, like, a really bad rash. But... In saying that, John Ham was the only uh, baby to be super handsome. Super handsome. 
So, like, maybe the leaf worked. Yeah. Maybe. So, what, what was, what uh, was John Ham's real name? His birth name? John Leaf. John Leaf ah, Hampson. You see? Yeah, John Leaf. So, he was born of the leaf. He was mm. born of the leaf. Born of the leaf. So, what happened to little, little <laughs> John when he was a little toddler, a little nipper? Well, he's a little nipper, you know. He was definitely the most handsome. Like, if you can imagine John Ham's face right now, as a little, 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 little child, pretty much just his face now on a little baby's <laughs> body. <laughs> he's looked like that his entire life. He's just, just grown. He had a full-grown man's head <laughs> with on like a, the five o'clock shadow and the, <laughs> the like the giant dimpled chin and his gaze. <laughs> On, oh. on a little baby body. <laughs> on a little baby's body. You know, definitely, definitely, just that classically handsome face of his. That must have been a strange experience for his mum when she was breastfeeding. <laughs> That's just a John, big John ham. Just head sexy, sexy face, just like sucking on your, your nip. <laughs> but you're like, that's my kid. That's freaking weird. He's got little stubby baby arms. <laughs> Do you guys remember Rick and Morty, Officer Baby Legs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> also based on John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loosely based on John Hamm. See, John Hamm, he's the, he's the stuff of Hollywood legends. He's the stuff of Hollywood legends. See, when he was growing up, he was like the only one in his family that had dreams of like, what's the world like outside this cabin? Yeah, like they had only lived in the forest. They had never been to the city. And he wanted to. He wanted something much bigger. Like he knew there was something else out there. Yeah. But his parents, his parents were like, "No, a little baby John <laughs> Ham, you need to stay here in this cabin because this cabin is our safety home." <laughs> That's right. I forgot they were in Sweden. Yeah. Wait. Wait. wait, wait, oh, Swiss wait. Or, wait was it Switzerland or Sweden? Sweden, I think. <laughs> Switzerland. Swiss, oh, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Okay. Damn. Oh, that means John Hamm must have had a little Swiss accent as well. <laughs> a little baby Swiss Funny enough, not only was he born with his same classically handsome face, he was born with his same classically handsome voice. <laughs> Is that a th- deep American accent in the middle of Switzerland? But <laughs> mama, papa. I don't know. Look, mama. Look, mama. Look, mama. <laughs> 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 American. He counts as American. So imagine, imagine like a six-year-old boy, you know, with a, you know, the school uniform... The grey, you know, the grey jacket, yeah, and the little little shorts, and the high the high socks, but with John Ham's man head, on the little body, with a, an American accent in the middle of Switzerland, Switzerland, the, the Swiss Alps, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, mom, look, dad. I've been here in this cabin my whole life. I just know there's something else out there. You know, some job out there where maybe I can pretend to be uh, another person. Like a like an advertising executive, for example, who like has a lot of sex. <laughs> no child of mine will go out there in the big wide world and play an advertising executive who has a lot of sex. <laughs> Shut up, mom. I know there's greater things for me. And old Johnny Ham was right. There was greater things for him. <laughs> he he left to that cabin at six years old, walked through the ten foot deep snow. With a, with a little rucksack, over the mountains, over the Swiss Alps, yeah, into Italy, down all the way down to Sicily. Just walk through Italy just for the sake of it. Um, fathered a few children on the way, yeah. Even though it was six, 
<laughs> well, I mean, he, he, by the time he walked all the way down to Sicily... See, he has that same classically handsome face. <laughs> he had that same classically handsome voice. He also had that same classically handsome jizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, tell us, he gets to Sicily. He's about to get on the boat to the to the, the new world, the America. So, he gets on the boat. Yep. He's coming to America. And he gets to Ellis Island, sees that big Statue of Liberty... He says, nope, not for me. And he turns around. Wait, <laughs> Wait he, takes, he takes his long-ass trip to he America. He took this whole long boat ride with all these other Italian immigrants. He walked all his way from his, his little he cabin walked, home he walked, into he walked, Italy, Sicily. He walked all the way down Italy to Sicily, got on the boat to America, saw Lady, Lady Liberty, and was like, no, nah, this is stupid. She's a big green lady. <laughs> and he noped, he noped out of there. I don't. I don't want to live in some place with some big green lady. Yeah, he was. He, he got. He, he's like, I don't. I don't want to live in the land of the green women. No, I want to live. I thought people would look like people, not like big yeah, green, yeah. like weird. He didn't know Americans were giant green people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, screw this. I'm gonna get crushed. So he leaves. Where did he go? Jamaica. John Ham went to Jamaica. Johnny Ham in Jamaica. Six-year-old John Ham went to Jamaica. Well, at, th- at this point, he's about ten. Oh, okay, ten-year-old John Ham. Some time's gone past, <clears throat> so he sets up this like you know, cabana like you know, beach beachfront, calypso, stereo, st- lots of other stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, drinking rum out of coconuts. You know, he's running. He r- ran that for about ten years down in Jamaica. So he's, yeah. he's about 20 he's got dreads oh god he's running this beachside you know bar he's got 12 children of his own now he's got he's got all these like <laughs> kids like kids like who who go swimming in the clear ocean for uh, uh what do you call them pearl pearl diving all yeah. these little kids with big heads he's got this uh he's got these he's got these monkeys that you know steal tourists wallets like he's got a whole operation set up he's happy <laughs> yeah. it's like sun you know he's got a tan and then one day, a studio, a Hollywood studio executive, sees him working in the bar, uh. and's like, "You've got, you've got Moxie Kid. You've got what it takes to make it on the big screen." And back in those days, television screens were actually bigger than film screens. Exactly. That's the weird thing. So, John Hamm was like. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm happy here with life. I've set up something here. I don't want to just give that up. Then that Hollywood executive said, we'll give you a lot of money. And he said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so he returned to America, but this time, this time he came to LA. So he didn't pass the Statue of Liberty. He was so afraid of getting, uh, there was going to be so many like big green people. But, it was just a bunch of short, fat people. Yeah. Yeah, he can deal with that. Yeah, Hollywood phonies. <laughs> Annoying, but you can deal with them. But he got a career starring in air freshener commercials. But they were so controversial, they never made it onto TV. You know why? Because the test screenings were just... Because he was so handsome, people reacted so crazily to the... 
to the actual they advertisement. They all orgasmed at once and, and then burst into seizures. So they couldn't they couldn't release that to the public. Yeah, that and the various anti-Semitic slurs. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> so. Old Johnny Ham, he's got all this acting talent that he's just discovered now, doing these commercials that were filmed and never put on the air. What, what am I going to do? What's, what am I going to do, old Johnny Ham thought to himself? He became a drama teacher at a high school. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's a drama teacher. But, and, he, and you can get that job very easily when you're John Ham. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't need qualifications. No, nah, people just fall over and go, you're handsome. Handsome, I want to be around you. I, I want you inside me in the school. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what did what did he do as a drama teacher? Did he? Uh... Oh, he taught all the greats. He taught all the greats: Bruce Willis, Robert De Niro, even Martin Scorsese. <laughs> what? <laughs> he taught him how to direct. Oh, to direct. Yeah, it's insane because Martin Scorsese went there to learn how to. And he got, he got a little bit. He got a little See what I did there? A genuine clip of the episode we were talking about. None of this. I'm pulling a fast one on you and I'm going to play something else instead. But imagine if I did do that. And if it was actually just content I had lying around. Almost would be better than just me rehashing an old episode wouldn't so if I was to actually be pulling a fast one on you you should probably be thankful because I'm actually just giving you new content but that's not what I'm doing I'm doing a top four of 2021 that was number four Ross Purdy complains about a new episode of The Simpsons you can go back and listen to that episode it's not a, it's not on a it's not behind a paywall, so you're fine. We're all, we're all absolutely fine. Let me just uh, take a dip into my cough cough here, my little hot brown, my coffee. Now it's time to go to number three. Number three. The top three, third episode of 2021. Dr. El Suavo destroys comedy. The only... One on this list that's a, I guess a fairly regular by the middle episode. With a very uh, good and interesting guest, Dr. El Suavo. Who I kind of reached out to because I thought he would be interesting to have on the show to talk to. About his days touring with all sorts of acts, including Neil Hamburger. And after a long time of like not hearing anything... And just sort of, and sometimes that happens, you reach out to a guest, and you never get a response. And in some ways, that's annoying. Like, I would take a no. But other times, you just kind of have to, but you have to just try and live with it. And go, okay, well, I guess that's, I guess that's a no. If I don't hear a yes, it's a no. Uh, Months later, he comes back and says, yes, I would love to do the show. So we did, we did, he did the show, uh, seemed to have built up a bit of a rapport, uh, he was even, uh, scheduled on to be one of the, uh, to, uh, tour with me, to do a show with me, uh, doing a, uh, like a 20 minute slot 
20 minute slot or so for the Northcote Social Club show that I did this year. But, here's what ended up happening. COVID happened. It was meant to be in July. So, what happened? That didn't happen. We had to go into a, a lot. I think I believe that was the time we had to go to a lockdown. Then some scheduling issues arise, so I had to do a bit of a shuffle game with uh, Axe. I brought on the two little dickheads. Uh, we had um, the blatant self promoters who who were a, a band that are starting out, who were made up of another band who uh, previously helped produce the new theme song for this show. Which is great and wonderful, and just great instrumental with my sort of dime store, dead Kennedy style vocals. Then it just kept getting pushed back. Then it seemed like El Suavo could come on, but then no, no, it couldn't. Then it's like it was all up in the air, and we were all like, okay, is this gonna happen or not? Blatant self promoters popped off, popped out. They're like, okay, well, by the time this thing happens, uh, we're not sure if we're going to have time to promote. And then it just kind of got annoying as things kept getting pushed back and pushed back. So it became just the two little dickheads and me. And what happened is the show happened finally on November 30th. And boy, what a fun show. What a fun show it is. What a great stage for Northcote Social Club is. It will be great to play that show again. Play tell that venue again. I am going to play that particular show again, uh, Rainbow Piss, in Adelaide, though. It's it's done in Melbourne. And if you didn't see it in Melbourne, you're more than likely never going to see it again. <laughs> Unless I decide to just do it again in Melbourne sometime. But for, for now, the plan is it's done in Melbourne. Move on forward to Adelaide Fringe. That's March 14th to the 20th. So here is your top three, third episode, Dr. El Suavo Destroys Comedy. Hi guys, you're listening to... Sorry. Class. Yeah, listen to Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's the name of the podcast? Just apology. We're sorry. Is there a podcast called We're Sorry? Because we should we should take that name. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> we're, we're sorry in advance for anything we say. We're sorry for not, you know, being as talented as some of the other podcasters. Yeah, we're more. We're not as talented. Burn. We're more talented. Burn, take that, Mark Maron. Yeah, fuck Whoa. you, getting Obama on your show. Yeah. You're not asking the hard-hitting questions like, what's Obama's favourite... Smith's potato chips. <laughs> he looks like a light. Do they, have, do they have Smiths in um US? Probably yeah, probably not. That's probably why they didn't ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Obama likes the crinkle cuts though. You reckon? Seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, like a plain But he likes a little bit of a texture. Yeah. We're not gonna go off on tangents, guys. <laughs> we're we're sorry. No. We're not we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Does that sound more badass or <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're sorry. Not sorry, <laughs> we're double sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I'm we're Russ. We're not not sorry. <laughs> That's Russ. I'm James. I'm David. We are going to attempt to pitch a TV show each week, and uh, see where it goes. See how far we can get. 
Yeah. See how developed we can develop the characters. So do you guys have any ideas? I remember some one of you guys mentioning something about Zach Braff. Oh, we were, we were saying Zach Braff has announced he's got a new TV show sitcom on ABC, which is, you know, one of those generic multicam, uh, you know, laugh track uh-huh. sitcoms, you know, boring stuff, uh, stuff that we've seen a million times. And I said, what if you did a show like that? That's just generic sitcom like Big Bang Theory or Last Man Standing. And then halfway through the f- maybe maybe the first episode or halfway through the first season, cha- something ha- dramatic happens to the main character, and you change to a sim- single camera drama, kind of like Louis or Marin, <laughs> or that, that that kind of yeah. that kind of like comedy drama show. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know how how well like that is this like a happy go lucky happy family listening to the shins yeah, all the like, time. <laughs> No, no, no. If they were happy-go-lucky, they would not be listening Donald to The Shins. Donald is, is the, the Zach's Shins, neighbor. The Shins would come after the, the dramatic change. Yeah? So, like, before that, it would be, like, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, really, you know, what the one, the house... Hey, I'm, I'm Raymond. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm Ray Romano. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm Robert. I'm, 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 I'm Raymond's very cynical and... and everybody loves everybody Raymond. Loves everybody, Raymond. Everybody, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> I still live with my parents <laughs> Till death didn't work out <laughs> I'm a cop, no one respects me What if they what if they made a show from Robert's perspective? Oh fuck And it's just super depressing <laughs> And oh, like at the end shit. at the end of the show he just poison he just kills his parents and kills himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. like really grimy black and white. Yeah. Just him walking They did it oh fucking like they they did they did a like a dark sort of serious cop show from Robert's perspective. Oh yeah, because he's and, a, and a then cop he keeps, I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, because he keeps coming in and out of, of Raymond's house and shit and it's all like bright and bubbly and they're the perfect family. Oh, and, and every shit. time he goes to Raymond's house and it's the, like a sitcom, like really bad sets and really l- bright lighting. But when and he as soon as he, he enters, it's like fucking true detective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and whenever, and then you go, and then you go off into like Robert, like what he does in his daily life, and, and he sees all so this horrible, horrible shit. shit. Like he tries to save a lady from committing suicide, like talking her off a ledge, and she jumps. Yeah, and then he comes home, and you know his parents are screaming at each other. Yeah, and he goes to Raymond's house, and Raymond's got this perfect life. Yeah. Oh man, I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm yeah, depressed. Yeah. I'm depressed for two reasons. <laughs> One, it's a depressing idea, and two. We're never going to be able to make this. I know, I know but like, if we could probably if get the... Brad Garrett. What was he doing now? He was doing another <laughs> shitty sitcom. Yeah, that got cancelled. That like, got cancelled ages, ages ago. ago. He does. He does we... it like Finding Nemo every now and then. I think Brad Garrett would make an amazing dramatic actor. Oh yeah, he's got that. He's got that stature, that like deep brooding eyes and voice and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, man. So True I... Detective season three. <laughs> Robert. Robert. Uh, Robert Barone. <laughs> Oh man, we need this. Man, it would be so good because then people would be like, oh my god, I finally understand Robert as a character. And then, you know that, what's the song, the classical music song they play at the beginning of Everybody Loves Raymond? You know, that would take on like a completely different context. That would take on a completely different context. And he's just cruising in his car and he's... Um, Better get a special crossover appearance from Ray. He just comes in during like a, <laughs> and then a Robert has his full on meltdown. Like, look, Raymond, you don't understand the life I have. 
He's just like popping painkillers and drinking scotch. And, and right. <laughs> wow, oh, Robert, you're you're a little you're a little different on on, on the on the on the lines there. Oh yes, I am different. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's hard out there, Raymond. You go home every day. You got your beautiful family, your wife who's too good for you. I have to st- go out there every day. I I I I I guess I I I, I could get shot. I could get killed. I have to deal with the mob. I have to deal. I have to deal with with the scum, the dregs of society. And you got your little career as a sports writer with your beautiful wife. And I'm. <sighs> he's like choking Raymond out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's imagining choking Raymond. He's like. Oh my god. And every shot of Ray is just like like very like a like a yeah, like colorful, really brightly lit. Brightly yeah. lit. It's like, it's like a, a bad like, sitcom. Every time you see Raymond, it's like a really bad, like obvious, like sitcom set. Yeah, yeah. And then you like go to Robert, and it's like a grimy, like <laughs> like location in downtown LA or something. Uh, you don't know the things I see. The streets. These streets are full of prostitution <laughs> rings. Freaking. It's like the bitten taxi driver where he's talking in the mirror. You know, yeah. Like these. These dopers, junkies, the scum, you know, <laughs> scum. <laughs> Young Jody Foster is uh, <laughs> working for Harvey Keitel. You don't understand, Ray. I didn't know things were this bad for you. Of course you don't know. You live in your own little world. Brightly colored, bad, plastic set world. And only, only Robert can hear the canned laughter track from Everywhere Loves Raymond. Oh so it's like God. driving him. It's driving him insane. No. <laughs> he has to try and pop pills to suppress the, yeah. the, 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 the voices he hears in his head. He's the oh only one no. who knows he's in a TV, like a sitcom. Oh my God! He's like, he's like Deadpool or someone. He's just it drives him mad. Well, yeah, so it's like it's like he's got PTSD and, yeah. and he's, he's just like picturing. His little brother Ray in this fucking perfect world. What if everybody loves Raymond was from the point of view of Robert? Oh man. Fuck. Someone fund us. We need to get CBS on the line. <laughs> <laughs> we got ourselves an idea. <laughs> uh, I'm so sad that Peter Boyle passed away. Oh but yeah, man. Did Doris did Doris Roberts pass away? <sighs> I think she's still kicking. I, I think don't she's know. Kicking around. One of the one of Ray's kids committed suicide. Oh man, oh. that'll fit right into one the of, show. <laughs> one of the twins, one of the twins, man. Oh, oh that's brutal, man. There's not a thing, <clears throat> yeah. I guess life is not like everybody loves Raymond. Huh. Rob- <laughs> Robert Shaw knows that for sure. <sighs> really ended on a bum note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that that doesn't work out. What else can we bring to the networks? What else can we? Well, you're talking about like. Little Jody Foster. Right. What if we made a show called Little Jody Foster? Oh, like a kid show. Like yeah, a like a like a rhyme. yeah, like a bubbly, bubbly, like not Hannah Montana, but you know that kind of Disney Channel. But it's like set in the seedy underworld of prostitution. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? Nickelodeon's Dan Schneider might buy that. <laughs> Dan, like he's yeah, that guy. Adult Swim, man. Adult Swim is like made for these kind of shows. <laughs> these ideas that should probably only last be a five-minute sketch. Stretch it out for a whole. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> Fucking. Jody Foster. Fucking. 
What are you going to say? Jodie Foster <laughs> and Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the best one out there. You're the best one out there. And all. Special guest appearance by Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. He's just covered in blood. Comes in with the merhawk and everything. <laughs> like, gotta clean up. Gotta clean up this city. Coming this fall on Nickelodeon. What if Robert De Niro Kenan, was, Kenan, was like the... <laughs> Keenan Thompson plays one of the pimps. <laughs> oh. No. Jodie Foster's gonna learn, but... <laughs> She's gotta grow up fast. And there's a guy, just like creepy looking guy, gets a cigarette, goes, I want the little one. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> whoa, 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 this, this fall on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Should make um, Robert De Niro the housekeeper. He's like, a, he's like a senile old housekeeper. He's like, I gotta clean up this town. He's just sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> clean like up the streets. Sweeping. Yeah. Travis Bickle is the fucking housekeeper with the sassy lines. <laughs> That's a different show altogether. Travis Bickle is Niles from the nanny. Oh, God. <laughs> he's got all the sassy comments. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Oh, I don't know what to do about Miss Fine. Miss Fine, Miss Fine, Travis. You can clean it up. Perhaps we should shoot her in the face with a forty-four Magnum. Gotta clean up Queens. Gotta clean it up. I don't know why I hired you, Travis. Let's keep a name, Travis Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if any studio execs are listening out there... And they are. And they are, of course. I mean, uh, most of you have done enough coke to realise this is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a network executive. Oh, boy, he's right. He got me nailed. I've done a lot... Oh, oh, I have done so much coke right now. Oh. Let's get De Niro on the line. He does TV now, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, is pretty lucky. He, he was in Dirty Grandpa. I never saw that. Why would you want to? Because <laughs> of Zac Efron's abs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why else? I only watched because I got a huge crush on Aubrey Plaza. Oh, All right. yeah. She's All right. such a weirdo. Yeah, I see you, man. Still, though, she can do better than that movie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she'll do anything, man. Fucking that trailer with De Niro. He's got that sunscreen. It's like... Oh, it's on the back. Oh, it's like it's framed as if I'm ejaculating. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I have a dirty old man. I want to fuck. And Zach, everyone's like, Grandpa, we're going to go to spring. We got to go to spring. My neighbor was slowly turning into Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh, God. Look, Zach. Look, Zach. Matt, we gotta go spring break, Zach. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Grandpa. Zach, Grandpa's gonna get late. He's gonna get his dick wet. He's gonna get his dick wet, Zach. Dude, you've fallen a long way from the Godfather. I sure have. I'll fucking do anything now. Gotta get my dick wet. Grandpa Travis. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the mohawk. Gray is like a gray thinning mohawk. <laughs> You're too old for that mohawk. Shut up! 
Punk rock never dies. <laughs> you know, Ronald Reagan got almost assassinated because of that movie. I'm a goddamn national treasure. Yes, I know. I know, Grandpa. I should make a TV show about that guy. John Hickley Jr. Yeah, the guy who almost killed uh, Ron Reagan because of L- Little Jodie Foster. <laughs> see, he was binge watching Little Jodie Foster on Nickelodeon. You see, <laughs> I have to save her. <laughs> and he's like, "Hmm, I'm gonna kill the president." <laughs> on a very special Little Jodie Foster. Well, I'm Ronald Reagan. I'm gonna get reelected. I'm John Hinckley Jr. Oh, I've been oh, gonna save little Jodie Foster. Oh, she's. I don't know if this is how John Hinckley Jr. sounds, but this is how my interpretation of him. Oh no, someone help me! This man, he's got a gun. Get him! I'm gonna shoot you! Bang! 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 Oh no, I got shot. Luckily, I survived, and this helped me get reelected. <laughs> Hooray, sympathy votes. Yay, trickle-down economics. I saved America. <laughs> Reaganomics, let's close up the mental institutions and put them on the streets. <laughs> I did it once again. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> and that episode of Little Jerry Foster will win an Emmy. Damn straight it would. Fucking win an fucking Emmy. Fuck, man. Fucking... Nickelodeon's Dan Schneider will fucking shove that Emmy up his butt instead of a little kid's hand or whatever he did. Jesus Christ. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? You have have to explain for uh, us who don't know. Look, even I don't even know. I'm just fucking talking out of my ass. (laughs) No, I can't. There's a guy, Dan Schneider, Schneider, he's like an executive at Nickelodeon, had some sort of... Allegations. Allegations against him. Oh, weird sexual stuff. The the child stars. What was the talents? Look. Don't quote me on this, guys, but just look it up. Look up Dan Schneider, Nickelodeon, and you'll find something. That's fucking gross. Yeah, maybe we should take little Jodie Foster to another network. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm take t- her to FX or HBO. They treat her well. <laughs> HBO, that's a prestige network. Prestige. You can pee on after, like, Game of Thrones, but just before last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> so you got, like... Scummy streets in New York, little Jodie Foster's a prostitute, whatever. Then you got John Oliver yelling about whatever. Yeah. Trump. Let me say something about Trump. (laughs) I'm going to talk to the graphic as if the graphic is right there. I didn't realize my John Oliver impression is not that bad. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Even your, like, movements and stuff. Yeah, just for the listeners out there, I was actually very physically into my John Oliver character. (laughs) You can't tell because this is audio, but, like... (laughs) Let's come up with an idea for a talk show, like John Oliver-esque. Oh, like a... Okay. So, so like, break... What, like... Like a news... Like John Oliver, Samantha B, something like that breaks down the news. Colbert-esque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But instead instead of breaking down the news, they break down something else. They break down the latest episode of Lil Jodie Foster. <laughs> See, Chris Hardwick. Talking to oh, talking, yeah. Freaking Chris Hardwick. <laughs> He's going to get in on this show about a child prostitute. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talking Jodie Foster. He wants so bad to have a late night show. He'll do He's anything. got one, Talking Chris Hardwick. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just doing Talking Dead. No, he's um uh, he did uh, he did at at midnight, which is like a. Game he's still show. doing at midnight. It's and still then, going. And now he's got Talking Chris Hardwick. So it's like a late night show, like a proper late night. Yeah, like it's not on a big network, but it's a real thing. Oh, okay. It exists. <laughs> Damn. 
finally nerds got some representation on late night shows. Or 40 year old guys who want to be nerds because it gets in their cred. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Chris Hardwick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> calling you out. Every interview he does is like, oh, yeah, I didn't have time. To, I was just so busy doing other stuff. I didn't have time to check this out. But anyway, I'm going to interview you. To be fair, he does do a lot of shit. So much shit. So much shit. To distract himself from the existential loneliness of being Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Hardwick. Yeah. Please put me on at midnight. It'll do so well for my career. We should do a, we should do a, a show, Ross, where you're the host and you just call people out. <laughs> so I'm calling you out. Like it's like a, like a duel. Call, call them out with Ross Purdy. <laughs> you're like dressed as a cowboy all in black. You've got like two pistols. It's like, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Best week I'm calling out, I'm calling out Donald Trump. That's never been done before, has it? <laughs> I'm beginning to suspect this guy is incompetent and not suited for the White House position. I'm calling you out, Donald J. Trump. And we have like canned laughter and the audience just going, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, I got a good idea. Yeah. We should do a gritty drama. Every show has to be gritty because it's 2017. Yeah, gritty. Yeah, you know, gritty, great. Gritty's, gritty's in vogue. It's got to be a zeitgeist too. Yeah. Shit. About the life of Steve, the bodyguard from, <laughs> the security guard from uh, Jerry Springer show. Jesus Christ. He got his own talk show. Uh, Did he? What? I think it's spun off because he would guest host Jerry Springer, and they kind of saw that and went, "Oh, we'll give him his own show." So he has his own. He had his own daytime show at one point. Oh, Jeez. after we finish, anything like Jerry Springer? I never saw. We, it. we have to, after we finish recording, we should up. look it up. Yeah. <laughs> look it up. I, I, I imagine that maybe it wasn't as like crazy and outrageous or as Jerry Springer. Perhaps ra- rather than a gritty uh, drama, because we've already done that formula <clears throat> throughout this entire episode. It's like Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Like, it's like a cheesy 80s gung-ho American action film <laughs> where he, he's, like, just roundhouse kicking guys, like, out of Jerry Springer Studios. And there's, like, a, a you know, drug dealers, like, trying to move in on Jerry's turf. <laughs> and Steve has to <laughs> kick ass. Maury yeah. Povich tries to weigh <laughs> yeah. in on Jerry Springer. And it's like, you ain't getting this. Getting this one, Maury. He's like beating the shit out of Ricky Lake's posse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Anchorman-esque uh, yeah, like like war, like war of all the like daytime talk Jerry shows. Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> like all that time. <laughs> They've all got like knives and chains and sticks. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But Steve from Jerry Springer's going to kick your ass. <laughs> 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 Oh, Steve. You are not the father <laughs> of this ass-kicking. Maripovich! <laughs> 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 Jenny Jones is there too, whatever her name was. Should we wrap up? 20 minutes? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's a brand new show. That's a, that's a show. Wrap it up. Wrap, wrap it, it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it in plastic. Sequel to James is making a sandwich. <laughs> well, what's what you gonna wrap that in? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna wrap that sandwich in, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy boy. <laughs> Jimmy boy. I don't know. Check out my boy Drake's here. He's gonna wrap it up for me. Get oh. it? Oh.
Just that kind of shitty sitcom. We got we we gotta make this. Hot grandma. Yeah. Fuck. Get dirty grandpa. Then that'll be the lead in for hot grandma. Get that whole get a whole little power block like going. A, do like a cinematic universe of all the dirty old people. Yeah. Get like um the bad grandpa from Jackass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get them all together. Just It's like the Avengers of Dirty old, old people. people just fucking everyone. <laughs> like Chevy Chase could be there. Oh, Chevy would like be not, great. Not as his character from Community. Just no, as just as Chevy, Chevy Chase. Just, just Chevy Chase, the person. <laughs> yeah. Like they won't even give him any lines because they know he won't learn them properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just put him in front of a camera and he'll go. I think in this bit I should like fall down. <laughs> people, people love physical comedy. Okay, whatever, Chevy. Like this is written. This is. Not not everything has to be physical humor. I think it has to be physical humor. Look, I just don't think it's funny. It'd be more funny if it was more me and I fell down. Okay, fine, fine, Chevy. Chevy, this is about old people fucking. No one needs you <laughs> to fall down. I think there's nothing funny about hot pe- hot, uh, gra- whole people fucking. I think I should fall down. <laughs> fine. We'll we'll film him. We'll film him falling down, but then he won't make the edit. Just, just, just gotta, you know. It's for his ego, sort of thing. <laughs> Great, Chevy. That was hilarious. Oh, you're not a young man anymore, are you, Chevy? Oh, your back really hurts? Oh, great. Put Chevy in his trailer. Get Fred Willard. He will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Fred Willard was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Bringing it back around. Fuck! Yes. That was our show, everyone. Thanks. We're thanks. sorry. Thanks for listening. Don't steal any of our ideas unless you can actually get them made. If yep. you can, please give us a call. Give us a call. Yeah. Give us uh, iTunes review. Just if you're like a CBS executive, please write in the iTunes review. Hi, I've been listening to your show. I'm a CBS executive. <laughs> Little Jody Foster <laughs> is kind of what America needs and wants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a show about a, a precocious, a little ragamuffin <laughs> of a child prostitute working the streets of New York. It's Jesus. fun for the whole family. <laughs> the special episode where Ronald Reagan gets almost assassinated would win us the Golden Globe and the <laughs> Emmy and even an Oscar. And it's not even a, a movie. It'll be great. Winning Oscars. That's what we do here. Thanks for listening. What a great clip that was. A great... Little, a good interview. Great, interesting stories he has. He's, he's, he's uh, he's opened up for the, a lot of the jackass guys. Uh, Steve O, famous, infamously, notoriously, the Steve O show not going so well. Uh, Craig Robinson smokes a bit of the herb backstage, which is 
not surprising to hear, but also, uh, doing a show with Tom Green, just us all, these big, big names, a lot of people on MTV, it seems like. So, coming up next is the number two episode. And this episode is a particular favorite of mine this year. It started off as a stupid joke, and this whole podcast kind of started off as a stupid joke, and continues to be a stupid joke. And a lot of episode ideas are just stupid jokes that you just end up committing to. Uh, Entourage for Punk the Podcast. So this started off with me, with my friends, David and James, uh, friends of the show, recurring guests, and just me saying, just joking, like, wouldn't it be funny if there was an Entourage podcast? Like a podcast continuation of, of, of Entourage. And I was like, yeah, that'll be funny. So one day, decided to actually do it. Brought Damien Vosk along to play Ari Gold, the getting a, a Jewish man to play another Jewish man, I guess, which I guess is either problematic or not problematic at all, depending on what scale you look at it through. But we were super woke as, as hell because we got an Asian guy to play E. <laughs> the notoriously white crew that was the Entourage crew. We put a tiny bit of colour in there. We uh, we did absolutely nothing about the woman problem, though, which is very disappointing. <laughs> but hey, maybe we'll do another Entourage podcast, maybe, because it just turned, it turned out so well. It was the number two episode of the year. And this had some interesting behind-the-scenes happening because we recorded it once we recorded it once and we, we did this whole run through thing and Damien couldn't actually be in the studio while we were, we were in the studio so we had him zoom in and we just played it off as like oh it's Ari it's Ari talking to us on the phone he's coming he's zooming in so something was wrong with the file storage of what in the studio where we were recording it, so it, by the time, that first time Damien comes in, we lost everything, because the recording just stopped, because there was, because there was just too much files on storage or something, and it needed to be cleared out, so it just stopped, and we missed a whole bunch of great stuff, uh, with that, which is very disappointing. And we were wondering what to do, how we play it, how we should play it. And then eventually we decided just to record it again. The stu- stupid old studios who were very, who were very gracious and and helpful and apologetic. So we were able to go in and just re-record. But and we had, but we had Damien in this time, the whole time. And also, we decided to just play it off as if it was it was two episodes of Entourage, the podcast, and one, and the first one ends on an abrupt cliffhanger that we played off as, and it worked out, that it makes no sense, 
that the cliffhanger was in the middle of a sentence. And that was, well, that's what happened when we, that we got the genius of Entourage the Podcast to your ears. Here is your number two, Entourage the Podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to Hammercat, we're, we're trying something new this uh, episode. Just like a new format that we all discuss. Long form improv. Long form improv. Which only one of us is good at. Oh, even there. Even <laughs> Ross. Even there, no. Ross. <laughs> and even he's not. <laughs> so, so throw out a uh, location. Uh. <laughs> can, we, uh, can we ask the audience for uh, for an idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just um, in the comments, leave us suggestions. <laughs> in the comments, we don't have... In the future comments. <laughs> and we'll do it in episode two. Hey, Ross, it's kind of early in the morning. Yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit thirsty. You know, my my lips, I can't even smack my lips. I'm, my mouth's so dry. So dry. I'm dry so, lips. so thirsty for comedy. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh. Mm. Let, let's, let's hear how dry James' lips are. Little smacky lips. Little smacky dry lips right there. Yeah, we want some. We want, we gotta moisten them up with some comedy. Drown me in comedy. I want it in and around my mouth. Mm, just yeah. like around the rim. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh, oh. I want to gag on that comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> guys, 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 Sorry. guys. My mom listens to this. We can't do jokes. That's not dicks. what she said last night. <laughs> Oi. Oh. Oi vey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's your mum, Ross. <laughs> Oi vey, Ross, what are you what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing, Ross? What are you, what are you what are you doing making filthy jokes about gagging on it wasn't, cocks? It wasn't me, Mum. I was trying to tell them not to do it, but they kept it doing it. It was his idea, Mrs. Purdy. It was all Ross's idea. Whoa, a- Ross, I'm so ashamed of you. The way I've raised you not to make stupid jokes about gagging on penises. And yet you do it. <laughs> you should know better, Ross. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry. It was your idea, but I had nothing to do with. I was trying to make my stance on the subject clear. Now you brought my Mi- mum in here. Mrs. Purdy, do you have anything to drink? Ma. We're all very thirsty. Oh, well, well, I've got some, uh, well, I am lactating, so. <laughs> Mum! No, it's okay, it's okay. It's I mean, we, Ross, yeah, Ross, it's I natural. Mean, we do this all the time, it's Ross, natural. but, you know, br- I feel like, you know, if your friends are here, we might as well. Can't bring you anywhere without to, you lactating all over the We've got to put it to joint. good use. Yeah, I just want to share, you know, and plus, if I don't, if I don't get rid of it, it gets really sore over here. All right, Ross, all right, all right, all right. I don't, right, I don't right, give an F how you feel, Mum. Watch your letters. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, Ross. No single letters. I give a fudgical stick. <laughs> Mum, stop you, lactating all over the joint. You better watch your mouth, Ross, I'm or you're go, not getting any I'm of gonna this. I'm going to go fight in Vietnam. <laughs> you going to... Wait. I don't think there's a war in I, Vietnam. I think they, yeah, I think they pretty much, you know, finished that up. I think up. they sorted it out. Oh, I never said I was going to fight in the war. You're just going to go, go to Vietnam, Vietnam and fight? fight? Just yep. go and pick a fight with someone. Like, yeah, because you're uh, gonna just go fight dri- random Vietnamese people saying, "Hey, hey, I, <laughs> my mother never taught me boundaries." 
<laughs> dress, you dress as like an Aussie tourist, you know, going all to the the hot spots. Just fighting random Just Vietnamese fight, people, punching him in the face. A, a Vietnamese shopkeeper. Yeah. Then end up becoming Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God, <laughs> Marky! Yeah, we forgot Marky, Marky Mark Mark's was a racist. A, yeah, he was a, like a neo-Nazi back in the day, even though he's Jewish. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. This but is. He was like he was like a. Yeah, I read that he was like a proper like racist little hood, hoodlum kid. Yeah, he was going around hood fighting rat. and 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 throwing throwing stones at, at minorities. Wow, I do not get good vibrations from that. <laughs> was, I can't think of any puns related to Mark Wahlberg movies. Oh, um, the Italian Job—that wasn't a pun. That was just a movie. He that did. was a movie he was in, based on an earlier movie with Michael Caine. You imagine if if people just like, because you know, most of the movies that Mark Wahlberg's in are, aren't really that good. If people just like went up to Mark Wahlberg and just said the movies that he was in just to insult him. <laughs> hey, like Shooter. The... <laughs> Shooter. Hey, Four Brothers, you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I forgot Four Brothers. <laughs> hey, what are, you, what are you doing? Insulting me, huh? Four Brothers, what? It's Mark Wahlberg in the studio, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, how you doing, guys? How you going, Marky Mark? Oh, shit. Oh, no, Mark, I'm, not, I'm such I'm a not, huge fan. I'm not Marky Mark. Shut up, Mom! <laughs> hey, Mark, would you would you care to join me while I lactate? You know, I'm not into that. I'm not into that uh, sort of oh, thing. Oh, you know, fair, fair enough. I, I, I guess a lot of kids these days in Hollywood are a bit lactose intolerant. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. I just don't want, I just don't want boob milk. I'm, I'm full grown ass man. I don't want milk from the boobs. Well, where do you get milk from if you don't get them from the boobs? You know, cow milk. I'm not gonna go ahead. You know, human milk. You want milk from an animal, but isn't it more natural to? Doesn't it make more sense for? For like a human to have milk from the, oh, from their mother's breast. Here we fucking breasts. go again. Here we fucking go again. It's science. I'm telling you, Ross. This is uh, this is what I've been telling you this whole time. This is why you've grown to be such a young, healthy little boy. I'm not. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, uh, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on this. Um, why uh, is my mother an old Jewish woman? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, vey. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's let's. You go tell back. us. She's your mother. Yeah, you should know. Yeah, uh, Marky Mark, Marky Marky Wahlberg. Um, if if you like to be called that. No, yeah. don't call me Marky Mark. You're you're a you're of uh, you're a chosen chosen person. One of Is the chosen ones. one of the chosen people. Yeah. Is that what they call? What, what, what do you um? Yeah. How, do you practice you know, do you, the do faith? Ah, uh, look, boys. Look, boys. I see. I look around the studio. You know. And you're a bunch of whips. You're a bunch of whippy boys. It's because we haven't had our milk yet. We're still so thirsty. Oh, come here, boys. Hey, James, you're more than welcome here. All right, Ross, Do I'm going. Do you want the left one I'm or the right in. one? Don't suckle on I'm me, I'm going mom's in. Nip. I'm going in. Don't suckle on me. Uh, you know, this is borderline sexual. It's not sexual. if You're sexualizing it. Ross, it's nothing sexual. It's a natural. It's nothing sexual. Just, As James said, it's very natural. It's, it's breakfast. It's literally breakfast You've right been now. doing this for 24 years of your life. There's nothing I, wrong with that. I, I stopped when I was like one or two or something. I don't, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going in for seconds. I'm hungry. Please don't. 
Huh. You know, it's I could, the, I could it's, tell it's, you, it's your, the... your friend James, very polite. He's a really, really tender sucker. He's not... Stop breastfeeding my friends, Mom. Marky Mark, you want to get on, in on this? No, not really, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, back, back uh, to the interview. So, uh, Marky Mark, we, um, last we heard you, you had um, a burger show with your brother called The Wahlburgers. How's that going? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's something I like to produce. It's like my brothers and all that. They own, like, burger restaurants all over the place. And I'm like, people need to see this. Yeah. They need to watch half an hour of television every week about a burger shop. Yeah. Owned by the Wahlbergs. That's, uh, so the Wahlbergs, that's a pretty pretty clever name. How'd you guys come up with that? Well, you know how our name is Wahlberg? Yeah. We sell burgers. And we just put that together, like... I don't get it. I don't get it either, but it seems to work. Wahlburgers. I trust Mark Wahlberg. He seems like an intelligent person. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's kind of it's, it's kind of a bit strange that all, all all the burgers listed on the menu have like subtly stereotypical racist names. Look, yeah. I'm not a racist. What's with the Spick Burger? I did. I... Yeah, I think that's a bit. That's a bit much. That's a bit much. Oh, what? What next? You gonna get on me about the Wog Burger now? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not that's, much better. That's pretty offensive outside of Australia, and and the Chink Burger. Um, yeah, that one's. Look, it's hard to think of names of burgers. Not really. I mean, hamburger, cheeseburger. I mean, you could you could have picked like uh, I don't know. You could name them after the city. Uh, yeah, like a city, like you know, just pick a random city. Yeah, like from... a Chicago Burger or something. I yeah. don't know. Boston, Boston Burger. You're Boston from Burger. you're from Boston. Yeah, why isn't there a burger called Boston yeah. Burger? It's just co- there's yeah, instead of just it didn't sell. Didn't People s- love the Spick Burger. I find that uh, I just I, I don't know. I don't, I, it's hard to um. People of Boston, they have more racism than town pride. Yeah, we noticed that That's... you do have a lot of shops open in Boston. Yeah, no, and really and there's like a sign in all their windows that says no coloreds. It's really. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's confusing because, like, what you guys really mean is like you don't want people to wear no gang, that no gangs, no gang colors. Yeah, they're like colors but, yeah. that that aren't like Bo- Boston Red Sox but, colors. But then they they also have like two separate drinking fount- fountains labeled black and white. <laughs> so like because uh, one is black water and the other is white water. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, the water in Boston isn't that great. Well, like one's recycled grey water and one's like clear, clear drinking water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's that's uh, you know good for the environment, I guess. I, I guess, but it's kind of I don't know. It's kind and, of and we designate one for black people and one for white people. Yeah, yeah. That's, see that one. That's, that's the one that we have a problem um, with. Yeah, we've got a problem with that. I mean, that's something society has moved moved past. I don't think uh, you need Boston. It. I mean, I don't know much about Boston, but I've heard it's pretty segregated even today. Oh yeah. So you got the Wahlbergs. Then he got everyone else. So you're like the one percent of Boston. Oh yeah. Wait. So you you classify your your whole family, the Warburgs, as their own little race, ethnic, little yeah, ethnic, yeah, ethnic yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling Donnie this the other day. My brother Donnie, new kids on the block. Donnie, remember I love new Donnie. kids on the block? Yeah, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Band of Brothers. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. He's better than you, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some little Donnie. Oh, that that little, you know, he's okay. that Donnie he's, Wahlberg, he's, he's really, See, oh, he's, he's such a looker. Even your mum likes Donnie, Ross. Yeah, Donnie's okay. <laughs> so, do, do you want some of my lactate? You know, I'm, I'm happy know, to bottle you, it up and give it to Donnie. Cause I'm I, a much better man than Donnie. I feel like he, won, he's an I've appreciator of... I've won awards. Of, <laughs> 
You're in Transformers 4 and 5. Yeah! What's Donnie done that's so great? New Kids on the Block. Band of Brothers. I was, I was the Funky Bunch. I was the Marky Mark. Yeah, but you know, like Donnie, he produces his own music as well, so... Does he? That's what I read in a magazine. He's in that Blue Bloods show. Old people like that show. You know, no one even <laughs> watches Blue Bloods. Is Blue Bloods even still on the air? I think it is. Those those shows, like, no one watches them, but they go for, like, 20 seasons. It's just, like, a phenomenon. I was in an M. Night Shyamalan movie with Zooey Deschanel. I, I think it's a Zoe Deschanel. What, Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Zoe Deschanel? Zoe yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. It's, it's Dutch. It's not from here. It's not from... What, what? As, as the Bostonians say. Oh, okay. I was like, that's very xenophobic. <laughs> it's not from here. I bet you're being, you're being a I was, I was a trying to, I was trying to be culturally um, sensitive to... A true Bostonite. To Marky Mark. Yeah. Wait, why well, were you... Well, you weren't. You were highly offensive. Oh, uh, did, did, did I... You're offending the uh, ethnic group known as the Warburgs. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, it's, it's, just a, it's just a new thing. I haven't really got my head around yet. You know, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, like, you know, it's hard to be politically correct all the time. Yeah, especially when, when new, new minorities keep coming out, like the Warburgs. We're not, we're, not, we're not trying to be passive-aggressive about this. We're just like, we only just found out today. Yeah, we didn't know about the Warburgs being a, you know... Well, you get out of your bubbles. And learn about stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're trying. We're trying to expand our bubbles. David, we should take Ham Hammercat to uh, Boston. Do a do a like live show in Boston. Oh, that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be cool experience. Yeah, get yeah. in get in the local culture and meet the people. Learn learn about the the history and the, the how the Warburgs founded Boston with the Afflicks. There's like the uh, Hadfields and McCoys. They like had a had a rivalry. Well, the Afflicks, the Afflicks and the Wahlbergs. They had like a you know and historic and the Damons, and they had a like historic rivalry. But then the Damons and the Afflicks teamed up against the Wahlbergs, and but the Wahlbergs triumphed, didn't they, Marky? Oh yeah. And that's why the Wahlbergs are their own ethnic group now. Yeah. They cleansed Boston of other ethnic groups. Which um. I no, don't... nothing wrong with a little ethnic cleansing. Oh. I'm not too sure about that. I mean... Try our ethnic cleansing burger, Warburgers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, 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 when you name a, a burger, ethnic cleansing burger, you've got a problem. No, no, no. It's like... What's it got in it? Well, <laughs> it's got rat poison in it. <laughs> and let me guess, you only serve it to minor customers of, you know, minority Is, groups. Uh, like, I look, I'm looking at the menu. I don't see this burger listed anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, if a person minority just orders any sort of burger, we just give them that burger. Jesus Christ! <sighs> I don't, I don't even know what to say to you, Mark. I don't, I don't like your movies, and you're a racist. Oy I vey. was in, <laughs> I, I was in the Talking Teddy Bear movie. You fucks. Oh yeah, I like that movie actually. Oh Ted, you were funny in that movie. Yeah, that I'll, I'll give one. you props. I'll give you props for that. That was yeah, funny. Yeah, that Teddy Bear was so cute. Reminded was... me of my little boy Ross. It was CGI, mum. It was is a real bear. Yeah, Ross, you look like a little teddy bear. Yeah, you like a little teddy bear. You got your like curly hair and your beard. You like a little huggable bear, Rossy bear. Except that bear's language, I didn't like the bear's language. I wouldn't let that bear suck on my teeth, <laughs> not my little Rossy. <laughs>
Oi vey. Anyway, Markel's a really good movie. I think you should do more of those, you know, with animated characters, just to take away from your horrible acting. Yeah, the yeah the focus will be taken away. Because you know, you. I feel like that's a big issue uh, with your movies. Hey, is your your look horrible lady. acting is is hey. you know it stands out too much when you do it on your own. You know. Well, my next movie, I'm gonna be starring alongside a CGI Vietnamese uh, shopkeeper. Please tell what? me you don't hit the shopkeeper. Why is he? I uh... don't want to spoil the ending for you. <laughs> Why I think he... I know how it's gonna end. <laughs> Why is he CGI? Because no, no real Asian actor would ever do it, do that role. Either. Well, it's Hollywood. They wouldn't cast it. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because Hollywood's super racist. Or they they cast. Um, Ben Affleck as a Vietnamese, old, old Vietnamese man. Yeah, I mean, he can in, do in it. In yellow face. Ben yeah. Affleck in yellow face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did it in but, that, that other movie where he played like a like a Latino man. Oh, yeah, but he had a beard, so, you know, that automatically made him Latino. Latino. <laughs> Just because the face. Even though out. he looked and sounded exactly like Ben Affleck always does because he's a terrible actor. Why are all the actors from Boston terrible? No, wait. It's because we don't have any acting schools. Casey Affleck's a pretty good actor. He won the Best Actor Oscar. Yeah, but he's a wife beater. No, isn't... It's a sexual harasser. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Oh, okay, one yeah, of those. He's one of those, apparently. Allegedly. Isn't everyone a little bit... In Hollywood, everyone's a raper. Yeah, that's how they get up... Uh, that's how they get famous. Yeah, you have to rape at least one person yeah. to become a successful Hollywood doesn't actor. Mi- doesn't matter if you're a man, woman. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how many people Charlize Theron raped... Jesus. At least seven. I would have. I would have liked to be in one of those. Not really. Hollywood's racist and Hollywood sexist. Hollywood is full of rapists. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I got the flu, so I've. I start. I'm sounding a bit like Neil Hamburger today. Neil Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? Neil Hamburger, are you related to Mark Wahlberger? No. I wouldn't be related to that pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, man, you got standards. Yeah. Fucking. You're not a racist, yeah. bigoted, sexist. How many... <laughs> how many Hollywood executives did Hollywood actress Tina Fey rape <laughs> to get to where she is today? Tina Fey's pretty talented. I don't know how many people she would have... 4.6 million! Wow. That's like Holocaust levels of rapage. I mean, she's such a tiny lady. Mate, I, I guess... I guess... Yeah, mate, it did pro- Maybe, Maybe the more talented you are, the more people you have to rape. Jesus. So the fact that she's like a good writer and, and actress and performer and... How many... <laughs> Paramount Studios... Executives, did Hollywood starlet and a Kendrick rape? All right, let's let's try and do the math. If Tina Fey is four point six, she's a good writer and actress. But Anna Kendrick is a singer and an actress. She's just two. Two point six million. Two point five million. Not, a, <sighs> but a, it's three point seven. Oh, Jesus. And, um, Good to know. I feel like women have to do a lot more raping in Hollywood. Like yeah. I just, I'm just looking this up on my laptop. <laughs> your key, your uh, keyboard there is a bit, uh, you know, stuck. Well, 
Anyway, um, so Marky, Marky Mark's still here. Um, I'm, I'm just looking this up. You only had to rape. You only had to rape. Two people. Two people to get into Hollywood. Oh yeah. And then like Tina Fey and Anna Kendrick had to rape. Yeah, it's not fair a that. Few million. It's not fair that you know women in Hollywood have to rape more more people to you know become what, famous. What's the deal with that, Marky Mark? Don't you think that's a little bit unfair? Well, it worked all right for me, so I don't care. Yeah, so you're you're the problem. Yeah, you're just so complacent about that. Hey, I have a daughter, motherfucker. Yeah, that wants to become an actress. Think about how many yeah. people yeah, she has to Yeah, that's just something I say when people question my feminist credentials. <laughs> I have a daughter, motherfucker. <laughs> how anti-feminist can I be? Anti-women can I be? Don't you have, like, six million daughters? Aren't you, like, one of those guys who has, like, a whole bunch of kids but had ne- never got married? That's Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah, so many Wahlbergers. That's why they're, they're like, a minority in ethnic oh, group. Oh, that's why they're on the ethnic group, because there's Boston. so many of them. Yeah. They they breed like rabbits. Yeah. And yet they only had to rape he only had to rape two two people. So that's kinda I weird. don't get it. Yeah. It's not fair. We need equality in Hollywood now. Yeah. We need to make it so that men and women in Hollywood I mean, you know, I know ra- uh, rape is horrible, but you know, it's you just gotta get those Men and women if to we can like get the, the numbers, same level, you know. If we can get the numbers to the same level, yeah. then we can work on the whole rape is evil part after Yeah, that. I mean, like what? Like 4.3 million versus two? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> well, I don't think it is. <laughs> Ross's mum, as the only uh, female in the, the studio at the moment, how do you feel about this? Oi, they. You know, Ross... Leave you've, you've, alone, been, you've been silent through this whole segment of the show talking about rape and equality. I wanted to wash I my thought hands I raised this whole you, segment. I thought I raised you better. You should have spoken up. I washed my hands off this whole segment. Look at Pontius Ross making, over it's here. It's making points about, it's making sincere points about gender imbalance in Hollywood, but it's doing so via rape and, I don't know. We're making a point through comedy, Ross. Get it? No, don't! <laughs> I don't think a lot of people will get this. They'll probably <laughs> tune out before they're, before we explain this joke. <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Um. Yeah, but misogyny is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the Hammer Cat waffling on hour. Yeah. That's only half an hour. Yeah, we thought we'd try something different. Um, yeah. I mean, before we were just doing sketches and sketches and sketches on top of more sketches, and you know that got a bit too too much. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, very time consuming. Thanks to uh, Mark Wahlberg for coming in. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Neil Hamburger. <laughs> thanks, Neil, and uh, also thank you to Ross's mum. Uh, oh, Evey, it's no no problem. Don't, don't come back next week. No, Ross, you know, you're so anytime, mean to your mother. Anytime. That's okay. He's like that, you know. He just needs his milk. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm gonna get. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need my milk. I'm gonna get one more suckle in just to end Please the don't. show. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a good boy. You know, you're more than welcome to come to my, to, to our place anytime. You know. You Please can, don't. Can I sleep over, Ross? No. I can get out the little little blow up bed, and you can sleep in Ross's room. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah.
He's done. Milk and cookies. <laughs> the, the milk's gonna be from your tit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What an episode! And I wasn't even. No one was originally planned to play drama. Originally, the joke was we got we get to probably the most interesting character of the show, and we take well one of the most interesting characters take him out of the crew, and just have the most have the most boring ones. Uh, Vinny, E, and and uh turtle so yeah he's so uninteresting i forgot i forgot who he was um but then eventually even we were all, even we i was like well this actually is boring so i had to hop in and do double time as vinny and drum which i put on myself which i didn't need to but it i think it added a little spice to that so we're now up to our number one. What could it be? Once you hear the answer, it seems so obvious. It's I am a cuck. Liam Porter versus Ross Parody versus Tim Heidecker versus the alt right. This is the top episode of 2021, and probably. The least jokey, <laughs> the least ironic, keeping the, hand, the audience at a distance episode there is on the show, so maybe this is telling me something. The less, oh, we're doing alternative anti-comedy that's super ironic. No, this episode was pretty much like a genuine interview. With a documentary maker, a person who made a video on YouTube called I Am A Cuck, Tim Heidegger vs. The Alt-Right, named Liam Porter, who decided he wanted to make something detailing the sort of the spectacle in 2016 that was uh, the sort of weird feud in alternative comedy between Tim Heidegger of Tim and Eric and Sam Hyde and Million Dollar Extreme. This all happening around the same time of the 2016 Donald Trump election. It all seemed very much like we're all sort of discovering these certain online troll subcultures at the same time, which Million Dollar Extreme was very much a part of. And they were getting a time in the spotlight, and they seemed like, I don't know, in some ways they were rising up in the uh, alternative comedy game, and it, seemed, and it seemed like Tim and Eric were dying down. And what happened with all that? And it's, it's very interesting, it's very fascinating. A subject that I am endlessly fascinated with, and boy, is it a subject that Million Dollar Extreme fans will not let go of. It's five years later. Get over it. You backed the you backed Nazis, and some people are very aware that they're backing the Nazis, and that's why they loved it so much. Because as much as they complain that all oh, left wing comedy is all ideology, the comedy they like is all ideology. 
and I'm just sitting over here on my South Park fence, poking fun at both sides, saying, you're both morons to me. So who truly is culturally damaging? According, according to, to writer Dana Schwartz, probably me. So this is, uh, we had a Zoom interview with Liam Porter, and it was a very interesting talk. So here it is, your number one, I am a cuck. Liam Porter versus Ross Purdy versus Tim Heidecker versus the alt-right. Yeah, how you guys doing at, at the, at the, at the lands? It's Ross. Who, who am I here with? Bernard. Bernard. Bernard, how you doing? Good, mate. You doing good? You doing good? You got the mates going? Doing good, mate. Yeah, we're just a couple of boys. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, man, we're just a couple boys. Ripping shit up. Ripping shit up. We're just getting out there. We're getting stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Fuck. Fuck, mate. You ever just drink a whole tinny <laughs> and just piss it? All the time, mate. All the time. You ever just drink, drink a tinny, pissed your tinny back into the tinny, and then drink that piss because you just love piss that much? Oh, yeah, mate. No, but no biggie. Yeah, all the time. Then, then fucking throw that shit on and lay it on the nearest prosy you see. Yeah, I don't respect sex workers. Nah. Oh yeah. Nah, mate. Fucking slags. Ah, yeah. Fucking slags, mate. I have a piss on them. That's what I do. I see them in the street. Piss on them. Your accents are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> It sort of went Aussie and then a little bit New Zealand. Yeah. And then went back to Aussie again. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. How can you be racist if you just, just do all the accents at the same time? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's how. I'm being equally... Offensive. Offensive to everyone. That's how it works. Which makes me the best person ever since Nelson Mandela. Yes. See, the thing about what's great about Nelson Mandela was... He offended everyone. <laughs> he was an equal opportunity offender. He had some weird, uh, crazy ideas. And the government did not much care for it. No. Fucking terrorist, wasn't he? Yeah. And then he turned his life around, got a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Imagine that. Just shows us that there's hope in the world for us all. No, I think it's just a fucked up system, isn't it? It's a, fu <laughs> it's a fucked up system. And that there's hope for us all. No one's given Osama bin Laden peace prizes. Yeah, because he's dead. Oh, yeah. And we're gonna oh, give it so they say. Oh, yeah, because the government... Can't fucking trust them, mate. The Can't fucking trust them. The government's lying about Osama bin Laden. He's actually alive. Saddam Hussein, he's alive. i tell you who's really dead. They're just chilling back having the tinnies. Yeah, they're, <laughs> chill they're chilling having tinnies. i tell you who's really dead. Barack Obama. <laughs> He's real. He's the dead one, but that's not what the left wing media. Now Mussolini, Osama bin Laden. What was the other one? Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. They're all just max relaxing in a cave somewhere, chilling, having the tinnies. Eh, George W. Bush. He's dead. They got the girls up in up in the rafters. The girls dancing. The girls. And they're just fucking loving it. Fuck. Listening to listening to some dubstep. Yeah. Dubstep. Dubstep, baby. <laughs> Let's play some dubstep right now. 
David's doing a massive shit by the sounds of it. It's just a something we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, while we're waiting for our friend David to complete his deuce. He's taking a number two. A, a massive palmer. Yeah, he's 30 centimetres long. He's shitting out the whole palmer. <laughs> he's still not come back yet. He's just, he's just, you know, the whole, the whole toilet's just going to be chickeny. Yeah. And cheesy. That's, that's what's made it the worst cheese, isn't it? Maybe, 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 maybe some chips. Flop out of his rectum. Seriously, like, how long has he been? It's been a while. It's it's four minutes. Yeah, four and a half minutes. It's been, four four <laughs> <laughs> it's been four and a half minutes. What's going on? If we actually release this on iTunes <laughs> as a podcast, this will be the worst podcast ever. Yeah, just something a couple drunk guys. Uh, I'm I don't know if I'm drunk, but like. I'm probably am. Maybe we should make that clear so that we have had a few before we coming. Had a couple. Before deciding to break in and <laughs> record this. We're record we're break we're broken in, man, into a studio. It's pitch black out there, man. Yeah, but we just don't care because we're gonna tell you the truth. The truth. Sin is run by the loser people. Yep. And Pauline Hansen. Yep. <laughs> Who's a lizard person? Pauline Hansen is a lizard person. Yep. She doesn't care for Yeah, mate. Fucking Shooting back those tinnies. <laughs> the thing I love about Pauline Hansen is she represents me. She represents my ideas, you know what I mean? Also, she loves those tinnies. Does. Fucking loves them, mate. She fucking loves Sucks them till they're dry, mate. She gets all the liquid out. <laughs> out of the tinnies. Like when you get to the end of the toothpaste and you have to roll it up. It's a little bit still in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta get it in the sides of your mouth. That's how Paulini does it. Fucking yeah. Yeah, she fucking loves it. <laughs> loves the tinnies. How much time is that now? It must be nearly five Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. David's still shitting. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's probably got a lot to wipe. Yeah, it's a lot to wipe. He's going for it. He's going for it. He's going for the record. <laughs> I'm actually am gonna release this as a bo- as a, on iTunes. And it'll be the most popular podcast ever. Yeah, definitely. Yep. It'll be One Direction and all those guys. Yeah. It will be the One Direction of podcasts. Yeah. It'll be the best one ever. So. Seriously, what is David doing? Unless he's got lost, because there's no lights on. I can tell. Uh, The toilets are pretty obvious. Okay. I think we're a bit, we're a bit further up, a little bit. Yeah. So while we're waiting, let's talk, let's talk, let's do some sports talk. What's going on in sports? Footy finals are on. Are they? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, the thing I love about footy is when the guy has the football. Oh, yeah? And he kicks it. Yeah. And he makes the goal. Oh, that bit is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's, a great, it's, a great, it's a great part of the, of the game. It's 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 really Australian culture, really summed up. <laughs> Someone grabbing something. Shirts with no sleeves on and a weird-looking ball. Someone grabbing something that isn't theirs and just... 
<laughs> running off with it. Running off with it. And just kicking it away from the other people. That's Australian culture right there. Yeah. Fucking stealing that shit. Yeah. And then getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. With a couple of bargains. <laughs> oh, my God. Still no wor- sign of David. This is the <laughs> worst podcast ever. I think it's the best. It's the best. You think it's the best? Yeah. We've insulted the lizard people. <laughs> Pauline Hanson. We've covered her. That's political. Just, so that's satire right there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just... Highest form of wit, satire. We're mocking Bergens for no real reason. Just lower yeah. class people. Oh, and then we had to go at the origin... Captain Cook and all those cunts. Yeah, and how they ripped assholes. off the aboriginals. Those assholes. Uh, and football at the same time. Yeah, we that did it. That is an accomplishment. We did it. We we pretty much we pretty much done comedy. Yeah, we just wrapped that shit all right up in one sweet little bun. Yeah, there's no more need for comedy. In one little tin, which we will then slam down later on. <laughs> there's no more need for it. There's no more need for it because we just we've done it. We've yep. done everything that you could do in comedy. All in one little bit. Yep. One little go. So I think we should try some drama now. Okay. Okay. Well, this should be interesting. Okay, get into drama mood, drama mood. <sighs> Bernard? Yes? Why? Why did you get the abortion? Because of my religion. My mum my wouldn't let me have it, keep it. She wouldn't even let me take it to the pet shop and sell it. Come on. You should have explained to her. Just because I'm a Mormon doesn't mean I can't have an abortion. We could have raised that child together. It would have made us stronger as a couple. Exactly. But without consulting me, you just went ahead and you got that thing flushed down. It's not my fault, Ross. It's my fucking mum. You don't have to I'm listen to your mother. Again. You don't have to listen to your mother. But she, she tells me what to do. She said she wouldn't love me anymore. Who cares? So I because fucking, I love you. I fucking flushed it down the loo. That's disturbing and disgusting. I'm sorry. We don't know what we're thinking or saying right now. <laughs> I was trying to make a this drama. Is, this is going down a weird path. I was trying to make it drama, but then it fucked I mean, up. Abortions are one thing, but like <laughs> talking about flushing them down. Okay, <laughs> admittedly, I I I I made it. I made it go there. You so, said that. Yeah. So yeah. The, yeah. Look, we're not in the right frame of mind. No. Guys. Maybe we should go. No drama. We need to do. One of us is Michael Caine. I'll, uh, you can be Michael Caine. I'll be Morgan Freeman or okay. some shit like that. That's the tone we need. Yeah. Dark Knight tone. All right. Okay. Here we go. Who are you? I'm Michael Caine. Oh, okay. Master Wayne, I had a dream where I'm in a Paris restaurant and I look across and I see you and you're there with a partner and you're no longer Batman. That, that Master Wayne, he's just doing his thing if he believes he's got to be Batman. And Batman, he must be. You can't stop him from trying to be who it is. Because otherwise, he might end up in a prison. I don't have to escape from that prison in a spoon. That's what I did. 
growing up in Mississippi. I'm trying to... <laughs> I was trying to condense all those Morgan Freeman films in one story. Makes it, it makes sense. Back then, growing up, when I was a slave... <laughs> Andy Dufresne was... Can't do the accent. Andy Dufresne was... The wildest boy I've ever met in prison. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's it. I'm okay. Now, sir, I'm Michael Kane again. No, being Batman's too dangerous. I promised that I promised the Wayne family I would look after Bruce. You can't control my destiny, Alfred. I'm gonna be Batman, I'm gonna turn the city around. No. That's what my father would have wanted. No. You can't stop me. He wanted you to be a happy man. I am happy. <laughs> You're getting yourself in danger. You're fighting against a joker. Happiness is a luxury I cannot afford. Look. Look, Bruce. Some people, they just want to watch that world burn. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't just go off. You uh, can't just go off and go fight against the, 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 the joker. Ah, oh, damn. Lost it. <laughs> Some men... He's still shitting. It's been almost 13 minutes. Seriously, should I check on him? Maybe he's bleeding out of his anus. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. Maybe, he's, maybe he's done an Elvis out there. Oh. Like, I mean, he takes his time normally on the loo in the 10 years I've known him, but this is taking the biscuit. He's seriously going for it out there. <laughs> He's going for the record. He's not eating his Weetabix in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no fiber. Ugh. That's what I think. He really needed it. <laughs> he really needed a poop. <laughs> What's going on? I want to do that. I can't see through the glass. What is he doing? I want to know where David is. I'm worried about him. I promised his family I would look after him. I have a particular set of skills. And you give me David back now, and we'll forget all about it, and we'll go back to our normal lives. But if you don't, I'll hunt you down. I will find you, and I will kill you myself. You're mixing up movies. <laughs> well, Ian Neeson was in one of the Batmans, I see. I guess that makes sense. I was sense. mixing shit up, man, mixing shit up. You're doing it. Okay. Some people sometimes ask me, Alfred, what's it all about? And, and what do you tell them? It's all about making sure that Master Bruce <laughs> is safe and sound. I promised his family... If anything happens to Master Bruce, I would have failed the Bruce and the Wayne family. <coughs> Coughing now. Bruce has just got to find his own way. That's me, me and Morgan Freeman again. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. He's got to find his own way through this world. That's just the way uh, people have to do it. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Look, you don't know 
Bruce, like I know Bruce. And when he gets headstrong, he really does get headstrong. He needs someone to tell him when he needs to hold back and be restrained a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to look at his grave and say to his family that I have failed him. <laughs> look, what's more important, this idea of Batman or his safety? I was trying to think of a good Morgan Freeman line. He says so, so shit all in that film. What else does he do? He just gets some gadgets. Well, fucking Morgan Freeman. Let me tell you something, Bruce. Let me tell. Let me tell you something, Bruce. I've been told I can do a do good uh, Bruce Lee impression. Okay. If that if that helps. Okay, just. We that. could do that. We could do that in a Dark Knight film. Yeah. What would happen? They're walking down an alleyway. Bruce Lee's kicking some. Asians up, but then Batman sees him from above, thinks he's a mugger, comes down, fight. Who would win, Bruce Lee or Batman? I reckon, I reckon Bruce Lee. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to be, I just want to be uh, different. Just say Bruce Lee. Yeah. Just Bruce Lee. Okay. All right. Here's my Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay. You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can flow, or it can crash. Be like water. <laughs> this be like water advice, it won't necessarily help. It won't save Master Bruce. It won't save him. He's going to crash and burn. I was sworn to protect him. <laughs> Look after him. I'm more than just a butler. I'm his only family. I'm no... You gotta do it <laughs> like when he choke. He's he, he's like trying to be serious, but then sort of he chokes up, don't he? I'm the only family he's got. <laughs> like, <laughs> he does that a lot, doesn't he? I'm the only. Family. I'm the only family he's got. I think I was going just making him more and more ridiculous each time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, seriously I, checking up on David. I think he's I think he's unconscious somewhere. Oh fuck! You reckon? It's almost, he seemed a bit out of it earlier. Yeah. Okay, you should better, you better maybe maybe we should investigate. That's it. That's the top four episodes of this year of this of this year in the podcast. And look. I'll level with you. If the clips didn't seem to match up with what I uh, hyped them up as, that's because I done did it again. I I just sprung a fake best of of you under the guise of a real best of. And at the end of the day, you should be happy. For, you should be happy because I ended up giving you. Fresh content. Well, not fresh content. A lot of this was very old. Not necessarily new either, but... Never before heard to the public content. And really, at the end of the day... Isn't that what the day after Boxing Day sales is all about? Giving you... Content that was... Giving you something that was around before, long before... And giving it a home. 
I've been your host, Ross Purdy. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And thank you so much for listening to the show this year. You can subscribe to my YouTube, which is Ross Purdy World Story Comedy. That's uh, has all sorts of funny videos that I make, little funny ha-has. You can follow me on Twitter at Destroy Comedy, or on Instagram on Ross Purdy Will Destroy Comedy, or TikTok at Ross Purdy Destroy Comedy. Or go on Facebook and like the Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy page. 2022, it's, it's going to be an exciting, fun year. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of live shows for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival of of uh, of the podcast, a bunch of live podcast shows, which I'm happy to announce right here on this episode. A uh, lot more about that in the coming months as that comes up. Type of guests, where we can, where you go at. The Times, all that jazz. And I'm working on my... I was also working on my follow-up show to Rainbow Piss called Hey Hey It's Doomsday. And that's going to be a a fun, insane, wacky show. It's fun for the kids. Fun for the kids as long as they're at least, at least 15. At least 15 years old and over. And also, more Late Night Party Boys stuff. That podcast has kind of gone on the back burner. Will it ever come back? I don't know. Look, I don't know. Maybe it will come back someday. We'll rise up the, a- we'll rise up the ashes like a phoenix. Just to spontaneously combust after one fly again. Probably. That's my guess. Thank you so much for listening to Ross Birdie Destroys Comedy. Continued listening. I surely appreciate your listenership. Please like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, com- just speak directly, communicate directly with me on social media if you love the show. I would love any and all communication, even if you tell me my show sucks. Because at least it means someone's listening. And why you continue listening to something that you think sucks? I don't know. Maybe you secretly love my voice. And you don't want to admit it to yourself. But hey, if that's the case, I'll be con- I will continue giving you... Giving you an opportunity to hear my voice and just... Go sexually crazy over it. In the coming year. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and I hope you have a Happy New Year.